Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. I am your host, Benny Lewis, and in today's episode, I want to give you a summary of how my Korean project went. I am recording this at exactly the three-month point. It'll probably go live a little after, and I will be right after I finish recording, packing my bags and flying to Seoul, and I'm going to be spending three months in Korea. I'm super excited about that, uh, but... I want to look back a little bit first. I will certainly return for another podcast to tell you how my actual Korean has gone and using it in the country. But just looking back on this completely learning stage, um, for those who didn't catch up with uh, previous episodes, I took three months to intensively learn Korean and I did it in Bali in Indonesia. And the first conclusion I have is that it was definitely a good idea to come to somewhere like Bali. Uh, this was an incredibly stressful project, not necessarily because of anything to do with Korean, but because I was so dedicated to the project and I made sure to make sacrifices and I cut out all distractions. I was working on it seven days a week for over 10 hours each day, sometimes many more hours. Uh, it was a very stressful and time-consuming project. So the fact that I was doing it somewhere tropical with lots of uh, cheap ways to relax and lots of good food around me uh, really, really helped to take the edge off. So I'm very glad that I did this here because if I did it somewhere more stressful, then I would have burnt myself out very, very quickly. So I'm glad that I did that. And I could say the first month of the project was probably the best. I got into it with great momentum and I felt like I made uh, the biggest amount of progress in that first month. And then the downside of doing it as intensively as I did is that I did reach a certain amount of burnout. And I'm going to talk about that in a different episode about how uh, that burnout influenced the project. So that was one setback that I had. I still am very, very happy and proud of the progress I made in month two and three, but wouldn't have been as intensive as month one, mainly because I was uh, feeling a little exhausted from um, doing this all the time. Uh, but other than that, the only other thing I would mention that potentially slowed me down was focusing too much on one particular resource. So I'm going to make another separate episode where I'm going to talk about that. So I'll talk about my two biggest mistakes or setbacks in this project in their own dedicated episodes. But ultimately, I made progress. I kept on going. And when I announced that I was going to do this project, I said that effectively, like is famous in the brand title, I would aim for fluency in three months, where fluency means the B2 level on the European Common Framework or where I'm socially equivalent to how I would be um, in any of my best languages in the target language. And I said that I would be okay with reaching a B1 level and the B1 level would be where I would still need people to talk to me with patience and sometimes speak a little slower or use slightly different words. So definitely doesn't fit any definition of fluency. And for a lot of people, it counts as conversational. So I have 
definitely reached that conversational level, but I can add to that and say that I have certain vocabulary and I definitely have internalized a bunch of grammar that would count as being at the B2 level, but I don't have it flowing out of me and I don't understand people when they're speaking to the level that I would say would be counted as B2. So absolutely did not reach the B2, but I'm a very solid B1. Uh, so instead of fluent in three months, this could potentially be a fluent in four or five or six months project. And I am totally fine with that because I did say at the beginning, I would want to have that B1 as a minimum because that does allow me to be an independent uh, traveler when I go visit the country. Um, but ultimately, I'm going to continue my Korean in a very different style because these last three months were all about studying the language. And I didn't quite have the same level of immersion uh, that I potentially could have. And I'll talk about that in another episode. But I was learning a ton of the language. I was doing the kind of tedious exercises and books and very long uh, flashcards studying. The stuff that I really don't want my time to be taken up with when I'm actually in South Korea because I'm only going to have three months in South Korea and I didn't want to spend all that time studying. So I am very glad that I have gotten the worst of it, as it were, out of the way. I still need to do lots of practice, but that practice is going to be way more hands-on. I'm going to be trying to make friends. I'm going to, uh, for anyone who follows my social media, at Irish Polyglot or at Language Hacking on Instagram, for instance, uh, you would see that I like dancing. And one way I've been losing weight uh, a lot uh, for exercise purpose is I did a bit of dancing, dance lessons here in Bali. And I'm going to do the same in South Korea. I'm going to try and learn K-pop dances. It's been one of the things I've been looking forward to doing. And there's a couple of schools I'll be checking out as soon as I arrive in Seoul. Um, but, the, but the reason that I would be able to go to those dances is because I have enough Korean, but I'm also going to be making friends and expanding on my Korean. So by using it in the real world, in real situations, I can potentially keep pushing my level up and maybe even reach that B2 level. Whether I do or not, I'll share the results with you guys. But overall, I'm so, so happy. I put a lot of hard work into this project. I had a couple of setbacks, but nothing major. I... Definitely uh, didn't have any huge things distract me or take me off um, on the path I wanted to be on. So I'm very, very lucky because you never know uh, what could happen, uh, which in other projects, unfortunately, something unforeseen took me off the, the goal. That didn't happen this time. I put in the hard work and I'm very pleased with the result. And I'm going to Korea with the ability to speak Korean. And this is going to completely transform my experience compared to so many other foreigners who go to Korea and don't end up learning the language or learn very little of it. So we'll see how far my current level will get me. And I will update you to give you an idea on, on that. I'm going to have other episodes where I talk a lot more about the intricate aspects of what I think I could have done better and I will try to do better in future projects. But that being said, I am super excited. I'm going to be in Seoul very, very soon. I'm going to be using the Korean I know. I'm a little anxious because I've only ever used it in Skype calls and then in one Skype and Zoom calls and in one 
uh, video that I did upload with a friend of mine. So it's going to be my first real time using Korean in person. And um, that's going to be a bit of an adjustment because my teachers have also kind of been used to adjusting for me. And I've been trying to get them to speak faster so it can be a bit more realistic. And we'll see how it goes. So I'm very excited. I just wanted to give you guys that update before the next episodes where I'm going to talk about some of the more specifics of the project. And if you're curious for more, you can, of course, go to the Fluent in Three Months YouTube channel where you'll see very freaking updates. I had two or three videos a month throughout the project with not only a snapshot of where my Korean was, but separate videos which went into much more detail on how I'm progressing. And I will continue to upload videos when I feel like I'm ready for a new milestone. I'll record another video so the world can see where my Korean is going to be at at that point. So yeah, that being said, I hope you enjoyed and check out the other episodes. Follow me on social media. That's Irish Polyglot uh, in many of the places, sometimes language hacking. And I'm going to try and post in Korean on a couple of uh accounts that I've kind of created on the side. You'll see links to them on my main uh, social media accounts. So that being said, you'll hear from me very soon with some more thoughts about intensive three-month learning. So until then, happy language learning. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave us a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis, Shannon Kennedy, and Elizabeth Bruckner, and produced by Alice Semino, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. The theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening and happy language learning.